if you guys uh if you guys take a look we have a special dog in the house oof, 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 oof. what's up big dog yo yo how you doing man hey big pimpin man big pimpin nice to see you no. <laughs> All right, look, so today's Thursday call is going to be a little different than like what we normally do. Normally, you know, I'll go into detail on a topic and, uh, you know, try to teach you guys something. So, but before we get into it, I want you guys to be participating. So I do see a couple of you guys not on video. Are you guys like able to hear me? I see Williams, Arturo, and Isaac. Are you guys, on, are you guys like listening? Hello? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. I want you guys like remember when we're in a meeting is this is not a time for you to like, you know, lay down in your bed. This is not a time for you guys to shower. It's not a time for nothing, nothing like that. I need you guys to sit down, get, get a pen and paper, focus. You're in a fucking classroom right now. Right. But today, uh, if you guys don't don't already know, I have a podcast. Right. And this podcast is called Expensive Advice with G Money. And sometimes on the podcast, I have like special guests. And today, what I would like to do, since I have my dark side sales team here, my warriors, right, my killers, I thought it would be pretty badass to get the recording of this call, transfer into an audio, and then just, you know, put it on the podcast. So we're going to call this Deep, Dark, and Dirty with the Dark Side Part 2, okay? So I have a list of questions here. And... If you have an answer that you feel is super compelling, you feel like, dude, I got to answer this fucking question, then raise your hand. You know, there's like a little button there that you click that says raise hand. I'll call on you. That way it's not like all unorganized. Okay. So the whole purpose here is to like provide value to the audience and just be real. Give your honest perspective, the way you see the world, right? Because some of these questions are going to involve you being personal, you know, not necessarily like what you learn in school and stuff like that uh, just to make sure you guys can all hear me right I'm not frozen or nothing like that all right perfect. all right beautiful all right here we go so deep dark and dirty with the dark side part two here we go so the first question is a lot of people like on social media they ask me like what do I do for a living so <laughs> like they have no idea they just see me flex they see me like you know with the nice car they see me flex the checks and stuff like that but then they're like dude what is cmc like what do you what is it that you guys do so who here can give a honest answer that's like pretty significant here not all at once guys come on <clears throat> ryan quinton all right big dog go ahead man Yes, sir. So, I mean, essentially what we do is just we go door to door and we look for customers where we can help them save money and, you know, make ourselves some money at the same time. You know, um, literally just try to see any kind of situation they have, whether it be problems with their Internet or their pricing and try to see in what ways we can help their business grow by offering them, you know, our certain goods and services, whether that be AT&T Frontier, DirecTV or, um, you know, ADT or Brinks. All right. Okay. That was pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's not really a mystery, but people like they don't understand everything because they don't see everything. You know, they're not part of this meeting right here. That's why it's going to be recorded and posted on the podcast. So that's cool. Thanks, big dog. Yes, uh, I had Jay Dallas on say something. He said door to door telecommunication sales. Yeah. And in, in other words, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. All 
right, next question. How did you hear about CMC? And then not only that, but what made you want to join the company? So now I'm going to call on people. Okay, so Mr. Darkside Diego, how did you hear about CMC? Why do you smile when you ask me that? I'm smiling because I know the fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, how I joined CMC was uh, I met Gio long ago when Gio was a G Penny. And I followed him on Instagram trying to I actually was trying to hire him for another opportunity. But uh, we just ended up following each other on Instagram. And um, I was working in construction later. Uh, this was years later. I was just always seeing his Instagram posts. And he would post uh, big checks of like four grand or three grand or eight grand that he made in one week. And um, I would see him traveling and doing other cool things. And uh, I would just see that on Instagram. And then one day I was uh, sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I hit my boy up. I was like, dang, like, what are you doing, man? I was like, in my head, I was like, whatever Gio could do, I knew I could do. So um, I hit him up on Instagram uh, and I joined the company from then on. Haven't looked back since. Okay. Well, great job, man. And just for the record, I was not G Penny back then. I was still G Money, man, because my checks, you can't be G Penny and make $4,000 check in a week, you know? So I appreciate that. that before then. No, man, no, no, no. I still was balling out. But regardless, regardless. I'll show you a picture. All right, show me a picture. All right. Uh, well, first of all, Diego, just because I want the record to be straight, uh, what year was that? Um, I don't know. Probably like 2016, 2017. It, there's no way because I started the company in 2018. And for the record, uh, I did post a picture of a $3,000 check that I got in a week from 2018. But let's continue here. Thank you, Diego. Uh, Ryan, I see your hand up. What's up, man? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was just going to say that I basically uh, heard about the job via Instagram. I saw Richard. You know, he looked like he was having, having a great time. He was traveling, you know, checking out new uh, places and making money at the same time. So I got interested. And I was like, yo, Richard, like, what are you doing, man? Uh, how can I hop on that? And then you know, I just asked some more questions and he told me about the opportunity. And then, yeah, once I um, saw an opportunity for me to move in Orange County, I was like, yo, let's do this. All right, let's let's get it. All right. Because I, I want the, the podcast to have just pure facts, I'm getting a, a side text right here. So maybe Diego's right. Maybe he did meet me when I was G Penny because I wasn't in CMC when he met me. It was 2016 when he met me or 2017. So sorry, Diego, you're you're right, bro. You, it was G Penny. I just I don't like to be called G Penny. You know, I like big pimp and shit where it's like a lot of money and shit. But okay, so you found out about uh, CMC through Instagram because your homie Richard would post shit. Is that what happened? Yeah, essentially, it just looks like he is having a great time and making a lot of money. I was like, man, sign me up. Okay, now, like, what, like, yeah, man, I can hire you. So what made you want to join? Was it the money? 
It looks like it was like both. He just looked like he was having a fun time out there on Instagram. Like he was going to new, he was traveling, he was going to different places. Um, and yeah, I, it just looked like a fun job, honestly. Gotcha. Okay. But whose fucking dog is that? <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's my housemates. Yeah, we got like three dogs. Um, well, four if you include me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now next question. Here we go. So, what are three qualities that new hires must have to be successful in this business? Now, I can only allow leaders and team leaders and partners to answer this question. So, no, nobody that hasn't yeah. gotten promoted yet. So, the question is, what are three qualities that new hires must have to be successful? I'll say. What you got, Jada? Uh, so I would say growth, mindset, student, you know, being a student at key, student being a student, um, learning everything, taking knowledge, doing the outside work off the clock, um, then drive. So you have to have high drive in this and, you know, have to have a good goals in front of you. Basically, yeah, attitude, work ethic, student mentality, like Jay Dollar said. Those are all, all the key qualities to have, you know, someone who's going to be successful at this business like coming as a sales rep. All right, Jada. Okay, cool. Hey, Ryan, is your hand up again or no? Uh, no, I forgot to put it down. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So which one of the leaders slash team leaders slash partners wants to chime in on this one? So what are three qualities that new hires must have to be successful? But don't say the same ones that Jada said. I want to chime in on that. All right, go ahead. Just, um, just, just to reiterate what Jada was saying, right? Have a great attitude, have a great student mentality, and have a great work ethic. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you have to talk to yourself, encourage yourself, and have self affirmations, right? You also have to understand to not have a losing attitude. Um, it's about how fast you can get your attitude back whenever you lose it. So that's the maintaining part. Um, but yeah, student mentality, work ethic, and attitude. That's everything. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, Ryan, I see your hand up now. What's up, big dog? Yeah, I just want to say uh, one of the really important things, too, is definitely C-factor, man. That's like the, the first thing we teach, you know, you definitely need that if you're going to be successful in this. Hey, how's it going? Just here with Frontier, you know, <laughs> just like be, you want to walk in and just have a, have a vibe and just be you know, have them instantly like you. So C factor is very huge if you're trying to be successful. All right. So this is going to be a pop quiz to one of the new young and coming new reps that we got here. So let's pick on Isaac. Isaac, I know you're fairly new to the business. What does C factor mean? C factors are smile, enthusiasm, and eye contact. Smile, enthusiasm, and eye contact. Now, what the hell is that? Like, why, why do we need to have that? When you enter in a store, you don't want to go in all like looking like you don't want to be there. You want to like show like you like you want to talk to the customer and that you're in a good mood when you meet them. Okay, yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. Now, here, here's a question I didn't write down, but I just thought of it right now. How can you guys put yourself into like this state of mind where you're showing good C factor? Like, how do you guys do that? What is a good answer for this one? Ooh, all right, Mr. G Buddy, go ahead, Drago. Uh, 
So I feel like to put yourself like in a good mindset because a lot of with this job, you do get a lot of like rude customers or people that um, that are just going to like try to bring you down and turn your positive attitude into a negative attitude because you keep getting shut down. You just got to have the mindset that like every store is different. And even if you just got shut down or even if somebody just kicked you out of the kicked you out of the store and yelled at you at the first one, well, then you got to like take a deep breath and go to the next one, because that next one you could if you have a good attitude, you could possibly get a sale like right next to them. But if you let that affect you and you just continue to have a negative attitude, well, then these are the ones that you could have possibly got a sale at. You're just not trying your hardest because you're letting what happened in the past affect you in the future. Yeah, dude, 100 percent. And like. Your, your vibration, your like vibe, people can sense that, you know, like if you walk in with a good attitude, like you're kind of radiating that, that energy, that vibration and the same way with negative, right? So great job, Ryan, you have something? Uh, yeah, just, I mean, self-affirmation is just, you know, just consistently telling yourself that you're a boss, as Julie was saying, and, um, that, yeah, it's, whatever you tell yourself, that's what you're going to think and that's what you're going to do. And that's, where you're going to go, um, you're going to go out there and execute and have that mindset. So it just helps. I mean, every door is different too. So don't get caught up on the last one. That's right. Yeah. So for those that are listening on the podcast that don't know, you know, what the hell we're talking about, we do door to door sales, you know, and not every door is a sale. A lot of times you're going to get rejected, you know, and sometimes customers are not the most friendly, <laughs> most friendly, you know, like they'll be like, get the fuck out of my business. Fuck AT&T, fuck Frontier, you know, and it'd be real easy to get, you know, take that personal and get all necked out about it. But you got to keep going. Ah, shake it off. Smile. Eye contact. Enthusiasm. All right, cool. Here's a here's a pro tip that just for me, it works for me to get myself in some C factor and uh, bang energy, man. Just buying and bang energy, just drinking that shit. You know, when in doubt, bang it out. So hopefully, you know, some some uh, ambassador from Bang can hear this and they can sponsor us because we love Bang over here, don't we, guys? Yeah, Gio, we love Bang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mo, you have something. Go ahead, Mo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So one thing I definitely want to say is um, always learn from yourself, right? Don't forget to breathe. Breathing is very important. Um, as far as conversation goes, you know, just be yourself at the end of the day. But one thing I, I took from a book called Four Agreements uh, definitely is be impeccable with your word, right? Speak with in integrity. Number two is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you, right? They might have their own problem. Don't make assumptions, right? Find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want. And number four is always do your best. It's gonna change from time to time, but always do your best. That's what I got. All right. Thanks, Mo. I appreciate that. All right. Cool. Now, here we go. Next question. And this is where we get deep, dark, and dirty with the dark side. So, as you guys know, the name of my company is called Dark Side LLC, right? The question is, what does the dark side mean to you? Who has a good answer for this one? All right, I'm going to pick on people because of the lack of volunteers. So, oh, Mr. Geronimo, a.k.a. G-Money, go ahead, man. What does the dark side mean to you? 
so obviously I haven't been here as long as uh, everybody else, but there's this quote that I heard in the the Dark Knight Rises where it was Bane, and where basically he said that he was like born in the darkness. And the way that I feel like about about that is like, I can kind of feel relate to that because I feel like being born in the darkness is like being born in the struggle. Like you don't have, you weren't born into wealth. You weren't born into these people that can uh, just go around and go to college and not worry about tuition, not worry about all of that. You were born into a family that needs help with bills and needs help with everything. And, and that's, you know, that's being born in the darkness. That's just not having it easy. And it just makes you tougher and it just makes you stronger. So that's kind of what I like about the man. Oh, man. The, the more you talk, man, the more I'm starting to like you, G-Money. <laughs> Great job. All right. Uh, who, who else wants to answer this one? What, what does the dark side mean to you? Dark side, Diego. Okay. What's up, man? What's up, man? I found my picture. Nice background. Yeah, you're right, bro. That is G-Penny. <laughs> oh, my God. Go uh, ahead. What does the dark side mean? That's a tough question because uh, it's in our environment, really, what we embody. But I would say it's uh, the dark side is really um, showing uh, your true nature, you know, and not being afraid to be who you are. I feel uh, in the dark side here we can be uh, who we truly are. We can do what we truly want. We can say what we truly want. So, uh, yeah, I feel like that's what embodying the dark side means. And a bit of deviousness in there, too. Okay. All right. Bad boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else want to answer this one? What does the dark side mean to you? No? Okay, I'll go. I'll answer this one. And this, this is kind of interesting because technically I'm the CEO of Darkside, right? So what does the dark side mean to you, Gio? For me, growing up, because like I kind of grew up with this business because I started when I was 20, I think, whatever age I was in 2018, right? I turned 21. My 21st birthday was I was already employed here, right? So that's kind of cool. And I'm 25 now, so I've been here for about four years. But for me, uh, this business is not the easiest, but it is definitely rewarding, especially financially, if you can learn how to get good at it. But one of the biggest things that we teach each other is like to be self-motivated, right? We talk about, man, you got to be self-motivated. You got to, you know, get yourself up and, and get after it every day. And for me, every time we talk about self-motivation, my mindset always went to the dark side. And what do I mean by that? I don't mean like the devil. I don't mean like Satan worshiping, none of that shit. I mean like when I would feel like like a loser, like, oh man, this customer is like, tell me no, you know? And I'm not, not getting a sale. I would think about all the people that want me to fail, that like my haters. I would think about all the people that looked at me when I was in high school. I literally got bullied in high school. They would literally say, damn, Gio, you so ugly. Like, that would get made fun of about that. They would say, damn, Gio, you got some big-ass ears. <laughs> uh, they would say, uh, damn, Gio, uh, man, you have no muscle definition. And, you know, they would say that in front of all the girls in class, dude. It was, it was not cool. So I think about those motherfuckers, 
And I just remind myself, dude, I want to make so much fucking money that they wish that they could work with me. I want to make so much fucking money that it makes them want to fucking look at the ground when I walk into the fucking room. You know, I want to look, I want to make so much fucking money that these guys don't even want to look me in the fucking eye no more. You know, and, and those kind of emotions are not from the light side. These are dark side emotions. And I, I read this book. It's called Relentless, How to Go from Good to Great to Unstoppable. And in that book, he even talks about everybody has a dark side. And all the great champions that you admire, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Michael Jordan, all these guys, they all had a dark side that they kind of had a chip on their shoulder that they would get motivated from. So for me, you know, the dark side, that's what it means, you know, getting that negative emotion and turning it into a positive. So uh, Ryan, I appreciate you. You said your ears are normal size, dog. They tripping. Thankfully for me, like my body grew proportion to my ears. But back then when I was smaller, dude, I had some big old fucking ears. Not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So that's that. That was the dark side. Now, here's the next question. So obviously, Dark Side LLC is under this umbrella company called Money Inc., a.k.a. seals the deal, right? So Money Inc. is like the bigger uh, parent company to Dark Side. But the question for you guys is, what does Money Inc. mean to you? Who wants to answer this one first? I want to answer that. All right, go ahead. Man. Money Inc. is home, man. As far as everything goes, Stefan been talking about it since the day I met him. And he's always had that idea. But as it came to fruition, as you came into the business, as we grew the business, right? And, um, and it took it to the next level. You know, Money Inc. is home, man. As far as everything goes, you know, the main motto is what? Have fun and make money, right? And you, one thing you always point out, meritocracy, right? And um, what's the definition of meritocracy again, Gio? So meritocracy basically means that like you get rewarded based off of merit. So it's not based off of seniority. It's not based off of you know favoritism. It's based off of like if you're good enough to be the, to the top, then you get to get rewarded the most. You know, if you're good enough to be number one, then you deserve everything that comes with it. That's what meritocracy means. Absolutely. You said it right there. Right. Meritocracy. Right. Money Inc. We're bulletproof mentality. We, we, we have a bulletproof mentality, period. Right. And most importantly, we have hustlers ambition. That's money. Inc. Yeah, man, that was, that was well said. Good job. Anybody else want to take a stab at this one? What does money Inc. mean to you guys? All right, big dog, what you got, man? Yeah, man, money Inc. for me is like the foundation of like where I learned all my skills and how to make money. You know, they say uh, if you can make a dollar, you can make a million more. So, um, I feel like I just learned a lot with Money Inc. And it was definitely the foundation of uh, how I uh, grew over time. Man, I used to be a terrible salesman. I just remember my my Texas trip, my first Texas trip. Man, I got like one or two sales. And I was like, I was all like bummed out. I was necked out. I was like, man, I don't know if this is for me. But you know, I just stuck with it. You know, Stefan got my back. You guys with all the calls and everything, um, really just showed me the steps, showed me the way. And once I got it down, you know, I started killing it. And I'm like, man, this shit's easy. <laughs> That's right, man. Light work. All right, cool. Anybody else? I'll give, I'll give it a shot, man. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I'm we can hear you. So I'm in the car, so I may have bad signal. Just turn off your money video. Can you, okay, so money to me, it is um, 
foundation of brothers together, learning how to create skills, memories, and future, um, you know, future generations to come. And, you know, I feel like we all individually grow together. It's like a foundation of brothers together, you know, learning about money, learning about, you know, how to grow together and how to become better men overall at the end of the day. And I feel like that's I was working at UPS and then I was just tired of living that that life and I came over here and um it's been a it's been a journey but you know it's been a good journey to say the least you know and it's uh it's been an amazing ride. I feel like we all have grown from learning from each other overall. Now, I remember when uh, Big Dog was in this Oklahoma trip and we were out there and uh, I remember he asked me, he was like, Jada, what, what is it that you're doing, man? It was, I mean, it was like the week before he got to leader and, I, and we were having a whole conversation. I remember Mo was there too. And uh, yeah, it was just, it's just funny to look back on it now. Um, it, was, it was like crazy to, to see the, where we're at currently right now has been. So it's only. Oh, you, you muted yourself at the end, but I could kind of tell what you were going to say. Yeah. All right. Thanks, J-Dub. Uh-oh, he yeah. got the spectrum connection. That's pretty much it. All right. Like Thanks, <laughs> Thanks J-Dub. Woo! All right, cool. Man, uh, for me... If I could take a, a stab at this one, what does Money Inc. mean to me? Money Inc. is kind of like like a brotherhood, like a fraternity almost. Like I've never been in a fraternity. I, I did go to college, but I was like just more of like a student, like just really focused on, on graduating. But I feel like this is what a fraternity kind of thing would feel like because it's kind of like we are coworkers technically, but I look at you guys as like my brothers and sisters rather than like, you know, just like, oh, yeah, that's that's Phil. He's a coworker. You know, it's like we're, we're like a brotherhood kind of thing here. So I really love you guys and I appreciate you guys being part of the team. Um, I think Dark Side Diego wants to take a shot at it. So what does Money Inc. mean to you, Diego? So uh, I, I actually wanted to touch up more on the Dark Side one. This is Dark Side mean. All right, go uh, ahead. And obviously it comes from Star Wars, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, as a Star Wars fan, uh, the, on the dark side, uh, some of the villains, if you would see them as villains, correct? In their own eyes, they are not villains. But the villains, they would have to join the dark side to reach their full potential and their most power. So, I feel like that's what the dark side is as well, you know. Uh, Joining the dark side means uh, learning how to embody the full potential of yourself. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man, because in, in Star Wars, Jedi tend to not want to touch the dark side powers. But how can you reach your full potential if you're leaving some power on the table, dog? That's why you got to join the dark side. Woo. All right, cool. Next question here. How do you guys feel about entrepreneurship? How does that make you feel? Who wants to go first? All right, G Money, go ahead. 
so like obviously i mean i haven't been doing it as long as everybody else but i feel like it's a love-hate relationship because you can hate it because it's exhausting like you have to put in the work you don't just get to go sit down in a chair and work for eight hours and oh they're gonna pay you and you can literally just be on your phone and like not doing nothing and with this job you have to put in the work and you go tired you go all of that but you love it because you're free like you get to see different areas you don't have like a supervisor all over your back like um you want to make more money well fucking work more days like if you you don't have to wait for like a 50 cent raise or like a dollar raise so like if you want to make more money if you want to make some money so you buy you can buy your girl something or you can buy yourself something well then just fucking make more throughout the week and you're actually able to do that with this job and like entrepreneurship um but it is very like it is hard you got to put in the work yeah, man, I, I love the fucking brutal honesty that we're being here, you know, because this is the kind of shit that, you know, we don't really talk about in society, you know, but this is the stuff that we're getting deep, dark and dirty with the dark side for. So <laughs> appreciate you, G Money and Mr. Big Dog. What you got, man? Yeah, man, I love it. It's just uh, it's really exciting. As uh, uh, G Money was saying, like every day is different. You know, you're not stuck with like the same same area doing the same repetitive stuff day in day out. Um, you have new situations every day. Um, yeah, there is a lot of highs and lows, but you know you can't really appreciate your highs unless you have some lows. So, um, yeah, it's I love it, man. Like I always like look at it like um, well, especially with our company, I always like feel like I'm I'm covering like, a bigger map just by traveling to all these different areas, and you know it's exciting, man. It's just a lot of things that could happen in a day. You never know what's gonna happen, so. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, yeah man. Just, the opportunity to make a, a bunch of money too, man. It's just, you know, it's an uncapped commission. So the sky's the limit. That's right, man. Well said. Appreciate that, big dog. Um, Mr. Mo Mula, he wants to go next. Go ahead, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, being an entrepreneur, right? Expensive advice. It's really taking ownership of your own life, being the CEO of your own life, right? And CEO, right? Let's spell it out. Creating every opportunity for yourself and for the people around you. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be told what to do. You want to know what to do. And, at the end, and as you know what to do, you grow with that mindset. You grow people around you. And no matter what happens, you take ownership. So that's what it is. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't want to work a nine to five. You want to take advantage of a business or an opportunity to run your life. That's what it is. Let's fucking go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Now, check this out. I, I want to answer this one, too. So, Gio, what the fuck does entrepreneurship mean to you, bro? All right. So, when I was in high school, right, I did not want to go to college. I wanted just to get a regular job at Taco Bell and just play video games for the rest of my life. That's what, that's what I wanted to do. And then I watched a motivational video because I, I got tired of, you know, just playing video games. I got bored and I was like, dude, you know what? Maybe I need some motivation. So I hopped on YouTube and I typed in motivational video and I watched one of the first ones that popped up by this dude named Brandon Carter. And that video is titled excuses are for bitches. Can you imagine the, the title of the video is excuses are for bitches. So I was like, all right, let me watch that shit. So I, I watched the video and pretty much he talks about like, dude, if you're a fucking man, men are expected to produce results. That's what you're going to be judged on, what you produce or what you don't. And then I was like, damn, this motherfucker's right. You know, and then he pretty much got that shit out of me. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be 
average. I want to be above average. I want to be legendary. So then I started reading books, right? And anyways, my mom was not going to let me not go to college. She's like one of those old school moms where it's like college is like the, the make it or break it kind of thing in your success. I didn't look at it like that, but she, she literally told me, I will not die happy if you do not graduate from college. Holy shit. Can you imagine your mom telling you that? God, that's a lot of pressure. So long story short, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to be. So I went to college and I went undecided, right? As my major, because I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to be. I was thinking like, man, maybe I want to be a nurse. But then I was like, nah, fuck that. That's a lot of school. I don't want, you know, go to school at all. So then I started reading more books and I found this book called like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Ooh, that's a great book to read. I found this book called Thinking Grow Rich. That's a fucking phenomenal book to read. I found this book called The 48 Laws of Power. And I just started reading books. And the more I read, the more I learned that, dude, success, especially in America, like if you want to be financially well off, you have to be your own boss. Like you can't be an employee because one way to get rich in America is to be in a position where your income earning ability is unlimited where there's like no ceiling. That's how you get rich. If you're capped with the, like an hourly rate or whatever, then you know, even if you work overtime and you fucking work 12 hours a day, the most you're going to make is that amount. You can't make anything more. You could, you know, beg and, and, and kiss ass for a raise, you know, do all that shit, but you're not going to get rich working an hourly job. So then I was like, dude, I really want to get fucking rich. And this is back when I was like 17. I'm thinking like this, right? 18. And, uh, so I was like, dude, all right. So the way to do it is business, right? I got I to gotta open up my own business. So I, I'm still pretty much like in the mindset that I am going to open up my own business, you know, like in the future doing something else. But uh, I, I didn't really think of it like, dude, I'll be doing door-to-door sales. But I was, in a, I was in real estate, right? And I was knocking on houses and I was in sales. I was getting commissioned. And I'd make pretty good money. And then I got laid off. So then I went on Indeed and I looked for other jobs that made over 100K. And you either had to have 15 years of experience and a master's degree and a doctor's degree, or you joined sales. <laughs> so that's how I found CMC, you know, and then from there, I'm here. So when, when it comes to like, what does entrepreneurship mean to you? My perspective is that it means you're pretty much your, your bridge to financial independence it means your bridge to freedom, and it kind of means your bridge to getting rich if you do it right, you know. And um, ultimately, that's why I'm here, you know. So that's what entrepreneurship means to to me. So I hope you guys like that little story. Cool. All right, we're running out of time here. Okay, so we're gonna keep these answers, you know, short and just to the fucking uh, to the punch. All right, and uh, I'm gonna pick on people, so I don't want you guys volunteering no more. So here's a question. Why do you love working here? I'm going to pick on somebody. All right, Mr. Brian Scardo. I haven't seen you you volunteer yet. So why do you love working here, bro? I see you show up every day. I see you have that showtime background. I see you with a smile. Why do you like working here, bro? Um, I love working here because I just love the opportunity that, uh, first of all, I love the opportunity that we get. Um, that's what money means to me. And that's what dark side means to me. It's opportunity. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's not every day that you get a chance. Like a lot of people have been saying, right. To like make a thousand bucks in a week or make as much as you want in reality. 
So I'm really blessed that, you know, I have an opportunity like this and um, I just love what we do, you know? Uh, we put peop uh, people in a happier place. We put a lot of smiles on their faces. Who doesn't love saving money? I know I do. Shit, if someone were to tell me that they're gonna save me like a hundred bucks on my rent, I'd fucking be like, okay, cool, let's do it. Yeah, what do I have to do, right? So um, I see it that way too. Um, yeah, that's why I love working here. It's pretty fun. Um, like you said, it's like a brotherhood. Everybody's out here to help everybody. So um, yeah. All right, Mr. Brian Skirdo, appreciate that, brother. All right, appreciate that, man. Thank you. Now let, let me pick on a girl here. Miss Julie, what's up, Julie? Well, why do you love working here? What's up? Um, I love working here similar to what uh, Brian said. I love the opportunity. Um, honestly, I would have, if you would have asked me like a year ago, hey, would you ever do door to door sales? I probably would have said no. <laughs> um, but my first day, um, it honestly, at first it seemed pretty easy. Um, I know there's obviously more to it, but I, I just, I love the environment here. I, I've never had a, a job that, you know, people actually motivate. Day. So I feel like that's why I love the environment here, and I was saying there's no cap on how much you can make, so I really enjoy that. That's right. All right, Julia, appreciate that. Thank you. ASAP Ricky, what's up, man? What's good, man? So why do you love working here? Go ahead. Man, basically what everyone else said, the opportunity, but uh, it's also – just the experiences you get to have every day. You know, it's not the same thing every day, whether you're like a customer is talking smack to you or not, you always run into like some interesting people in the field. Like I remember when I first started, I was talking to this one guy in Fallbrook. And then like, as I got to talk to the guy, I found out he's the whole mayor of the town. And like, I was like, holy shit, I just sold the mayor. <laughs> and like, you know, things like that. So it's like something that you wouldn't experience with any other job. Um, Plus, the money is great, you know. Um, I did leave the company for a while during COVID, but I came back better than ever. And, like, I don't think in any other position I would have the position I'm in right now. Let's fucking go, man. That's what's up. I appreciate that, man. And I, I, I remember that story. I was there with you when, when you were, like, selling the, the mayor and stuff like that at Fallbrook. Dude, who would have thought, you know? All right. Uh, the, the homie Muhammad. The yeah. All right, who wants to go next? And then I'll, I'll finish it off for us. Uh, you know what? How about this? Let's pick on the Players Club. So just to give some context to the audience from the podcast, dude, this guy moved to fucking Texas to build a market in a different state because the money's right, baby. So, I mean, talk about love the, love the work environment. So, Edward Alke, I see you on the call, bro. Like, why do you love working here? Uh, it's just like everybody else, man, the opportunity. I mean, you get no cap right here. You know, I came from the warehouse industry for, for 12 years, you know, so I want to try something new, you know, and, uh, I always love a challenge, you know, working for myself, not having people what, uh, tell you what to do, things like that, the motivation, the growth right here, you know, it's just basically the, uh, a company that holds you accountable, you know, and that's what I love most. Right, How's Texas, man? I mean, it's nice out here, man. Uh, a lot of freeways, you know, and uh, crazy drivers out here. <laughs> <laughs> Everything bigger in Texas. <laughs> That's right, man. All right, let, let me just finish it off. So as I've, like, 
grown with the company, right? Because the company's seen me since I was 20 to like, I'm 25 now. So I'm still a fucking young kid, really. But I've seen a lot of things and I, I love it because when I was younger and I was 21, I would go on road trips every other week. Like there is only one week of the month that I would be in town and every other week I'd be on the fucking road. I'd be like making sales, going to fucking nightclubs, going to bars, you know, being a fucking like, you know, rock star. Really. I felt like I was on tour. Like Mo was laughing because he was, he was there. It, that shit was epic, dude. Like you travel the fucking country, make fucking racks like not even little racks, like 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 a week. That's fucking grown man money, you know? And I'm doing that as, as a young age, fucking going to the club, grabbing all ones and just fucking throwing them in the fucking air. Like that, I had a, I had that experience here, you know? And now that I'm a little bit more mature, a little bit more like calm down, I have a girlfriend now, so I can't be doing all that crazy shit. Um, I'm still loving the company because just the fucking uncapped opportunity. You know, I'm moving to fucking Florida in a couple, in a month, really. You know, and, and we're building markets and the the company kind of helps support that and, and they help build out the vision. So the part that I love the most is the fact that you have like ownership, ownership of a fucking business and you can dictate how it moves, how it, how it dances, you know, how it moves around and shit like that. But the overhead expense is not that high. And for those of you guys that don't know like what overhead means, it basically just means like fixed cost like rent like like if you want to open up a business like let's just say as an example a nutrition store you got to pay fucking thousands of dollars of fucking rent just for the business to be there plus all the licenses plus all the inventory and all do all that shit all we got to do here to be a business owner is just sign up <laughs> you know and, and then start getting promoted to leadership and, and once you're promoted and you're able to build a team there you go you're in business baby there was there was a year when i first started that i made this is like one of my first years. I made $95,000 and anywhere else, if I was employed, I would have paid like 30,000 to 40,000 in taxes, right? Right off the bat before I would even see my check, right? But because we're 1099 independent contractors, meaning we're self-employed, there's this thing called tax write-offs. So that year where I made 95 racks, I only ended up paying $4,000 in taxes because of all the write-offs. So, you know, like it's a, it's a win-win situation here. So I appreciate you guys, my fucking fearless warriors, the dark side, you know, the number one team in the fucking company. I appreciate you guys for being honest and candid here uh, for the podcast, deep, dark and dirty part two. So, I mean, that's it guys. Look, let's go out there in the field. Let's have a kick-ass fucking day. Let's make some fucking money. And ultimately, man, let's get fucking rich, baby. Woo. I'll see you guys later. Peace. Woo. 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 <laughs>